Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later, here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. My name is Alex Stumpf. I'm flying solo this week. Eddie Provident will be back next week. want to talk a little bit today about someone who did not have a good game on Friday. Uh, let's not beat around the bush. He did not have a good game Friday, but he had pitched pretty darn well, you know, for the better part of almost a month leading up to that, and that's Johan Oviedo. Someone who, coming into the year, didn't really have a defined role. Came into the year, the Pirates had their rotation set, and Oviedo was the sixth guy. The team acquired him at the trade deadline in 2022, knowing that this guy was going to be part of their rotation Somewhere in the future, they always viewed him as a starter, but for the short term, they didn't really know. And if JT, JT Brubaker doesn't get hurt, this could have been a very different season for Johan Oviedo. He could have started off in the bullpen, you know, had that spot that uh, went to Z- uh, Zestrinsny instead. He could have started in AAA and, you know, just been that guy waiting for an opportunity to, to arise either through injury or whatever, six-man rotation, whatever it would be. Instead, he's gotten the full year of starting. And we've seen a lot of good and a lot of not-so-good <laughs> or even bad outings from Johan Oviedo. The, Friday was not a good start. I'm not going to you know, sugarcoat it anyway, but I think it does show a sign of maturity for him that in a start where he doesn't have it, the stuff isn't moving that he, the way that he wants to. He doesn't have the fastball he wants. It's just a bad outing. He's still able to go through five. And I think that's something that isn't, you can't really undervalue that. To, hey, I suck today, but I didn't kill the bullpen. I still got five innings. There's something to that. The three starts leading up to that, though, 20 innings pitched, two earned runs. Four of his last five starts before Friday had been at least six innings of one, bo- one run ball or zero run ball. Shut up. He's got legitimate stuff. And whenever that breaking ball is working, it's that slider's nasty. We've seen it over points of this year where he could throw it 50, maybe 60% of the time. 
We also see times like Friday where he's like, I'm going to lean on the fastball. The other stuff's not there. He didn't really have his fastball early, but it's, look, we're just going to roll with it. Being able to give five in a weird way, in a, a bad start, in a weird way, I feel like kind of shows this guy is a starting pitching option going forward. Question is, how much, how, where does he fit in this Pirates rotation going forward? Because this is a rotation that has some young pitchers, some controllable pitchers, some pitchers with upside. We saw at the trade deadline that Mitch Keller's asking price in a trade is very high. So I think it's safe to say that right now, unless the Pirates are wowed, Mitch Keller is going to be part of that 2024 rotation. And we see a lot of other guys that are in that mix. Probably we'll see Quinn Priester. You can't write off Rowanzi Contreras and Luis Ortiz. This has been a bumpy year for them, but they're still in that too. Mike Burroughs will be healthy at some point next year. We're going to see Jared Jones at some point next year. Uh, oh yeah, Paul Skeens. Pretty good chance, or at least a decent puncher's chance that he's going to be on that 2024 radar at some point. Plus, it's pretty safe to assume the Pirates are going to be targeting other starting pitchers, either through trade or free agency this winter. And that's not including the new guys that they put in, like Bailey Falter or Jackson Wolf, or other guys who are starting pitcher options, like uh, Kyle Nicholas. There are a lot of starting pitching options in this organization going forward, but I, I think this year kind of cements it, that Johan Oviedo has to be part of those plans. And I really want to say that right now because he's basically at a career high for innings pitched in a season. And there aren't any plans yet to, to shut him down or anything. Pirates don't really have a whole lot of options with starting pitchers at the moment, so they need him to keep going forward. That's got to be part of the plan. That's part of the discussion. But he's had a whole year. He's pretty much shown... We got a little bit of season left to go, but he's shown that he can do most of a year. He can take the ball once every five days. He has shown he has got legitimate stuff. He's got upside. And yeah, more consistency would be great. More consistency with that stuff would make him a really good starter where there wouldn't be any you know discussion about it in general. This guy is just going to be part of the rotation going forward. I asked Eric Shelton before the game if the viewpoint had ever changed with him because of where he was in spring training and where he is now. And Shelton said, we always viewed him as a starter. Didn't want to go beyond, you know, like we think he's going to be a starter for 2024. The Pirates do think he's a starter for 2024, but I don't see how you go into 2024 feeling the same way about Johan Oviedo that you did going into 2023. I think this guy has shown he is worth one of five rotation spots. And there is some inconsistency. There is issues in the first innings. There are issues in the first innings occasionally. We saw that again on Friday. Something that really hadn't bothered him that much of late, but on the year, not good first inning stats. But once he gets through it, he pitched four more after that with really just one bad swing or one bad pitch to the backup catcher that kind of changed everything. 
less feast or famine, less of these. I, I mean, if you do go through the game logs, it's for lack of a better word, a little comical with the earned runs where like almost everything is six or seven innings of two run ball or less, or he gets shelled and it's five innings, eight runs. That ERA is absolutely bonkers. <laughs> and there, it, it really is whiplash that just every once in a while, there is just an absolute clunker in there. And I get the frustration with that. And I get having that be having that hesitation of this is someone who could be the front end of the rotation, but he doesn't have to prove that right now. He's just shown, in my opinion, he's one of five. And you roll with him next year. I don't know how you go into 2024 the same way you did in 2023 of, well, Johan Oviedo, we'll, we'll figure something out for him. Not this, not after this. We've seen too much good stuff. And even after a bad start, being able to go five, I think that kind of cements it. That, hey, even if things are bad and you're going to lose this game anyway, sorry, I screwed it up. We're still going to be in a position to take this series because I'm not going to kill the bullpen. That has a ton of value. We're going to take a break. Whenever we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the international market. Welcome back to the Pirates Podcast, to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. So, Pirates made an interesting trade at the deadline. They, well, I mean, they made a couple. But one of the ones that was a little more under the radar was the Austin Hedges trade. And I I think it was pretty well reported and we all kind of knew that Austin Hedges was going to be on his way out of town. And he was traded for international bonus money. And that's, it's not really actually money exchange. It's money that you have on hand. Okay, that's fine. That's usually the low end of what you could get in compensation for a player. Outside of like actually, you know, you know, cash considerations. It's usually the low end. But it was a pretty significant chunk of change that they got from the Texas Rangers. You can only make trades for international money of either for $250,000 increments or you could trade for the remainder of the bonus pool. Now, usually whenever you trade for the remainder of the bonus pool, it's because they don't have $250,000 anymore to spend. Rangers had a lot more than $250,000 to spend though. $776,500. That's a pretty big chunk of change. And whenever you take what the Pirates have remaining from their own pool, they've got over a million bucks to spend here. So the question is, is there another splash coming on the international market? We saw this team do this in 2020. Whenever they traded away a couple lower level minor leaguers that they knew they They didn't feel we're going to be part of the team. They traded them around. They picked up a couple teams, uh, bonus money, and they threw it all together. They threw a package together for Poe Uched, 
They signed a legitimate pitching prospect to a pretty big contract right before that signing period ended. To a lesser extent, they also acquired money from the Arizona Diamondbacks earlier in 2020 in the Starling Marte trade, and they used that money to be able to sign Solomon McGuire. We haven't, we've seen the Pirates make some big splashes in the non-Dominican markets, like either in Asia or non-traditional. Bigger splashes late in international signing periods. Do they do that again? It doesn't have to necessarily be even, you know, Asia or Africa or Australia. It could, it could still be in the Dominican. Or, you know, one of the Latin American countries. But they have seven-figure money to spend right now, and that's something that a lot of teams don't have. And the parts are really good about making sure they spend all the international money that they can. And they put those players in the academy, and they do that. So could that Austin Hedges trade, which was kind of glossed over it. I'll admit to be to gloss it kind of over, over during the actual trade deadline until I actually hear the money. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Do the Pirates make one more big splash? They had a pretty good international signing period the first time around between Shim and those untraditional players that they got in other players. And it, it and they did well in the Dominican. It was a pretty good class in general. But a cherry on top would really do a lot. And I wish I had names for you. I'm, I'm going to apologize here. I wish I had names of players that, you know, are still available that the Pirates have talked to in the past. But it, it, this, I just smell a lot of smoke here. I smell a lot of smoke of what can they do with this. I don't think this is something that they spent $776,000 for and 10 other guys, you know, come into the academy and that's it. Or if it is 10, you know, it's it's equally distributed that they get, you know, the leftovers. We know the big haul of this international signing period. Those guys signed day one. But you can't have impact prospects, impact players potentially in the future sign later. It's not unheard of. And the Pirates can make that splash again. They could use it. They could definitely use it because, look, (laughs) we're just now starting to see a little bit of the Ben Charrington era players who signed internationally start to make a bit of an impact on the on the stateside professional teams like we've seen Charlene Polanco and uh Wilbur Dotel pitch for the Bradenton Marauders Dotel I've, I've mentioned a couple times in um in the systems for the who's hot we're just now starting to see a little bit of that come through that has to be a pipeline and I'm not saying anything that no one in the Pirates organization will argue with. They, they know that has to be a pipeline where you have to consistently get major league players. Even if it's someone who's not considered a top prospect like Esvado Beto, he did a lot for this team. 
he could continue to do a lot for this team, you know, in 2023 and potentially beyond. The Pirates needed a starter. Beto came through. And was that. Now, Beto was a smaller signing. It was... He had an unlikely Major League story. I wrote about it after his Major League debut. But... You got some runway there. You got some opportunity to spend. They've got to take advantage of it. And I, I gotta say it again. I wish I had names to share, or anything was imminent. But I, I just smell a lot of smoke here. Something's gonna be happening. I, I can, I too much smoke for it not to have a little spark of a fire. We're gonna take one more break. We'll be back here in a minute. Welcome back one more time to the Pirates podcast to be named later. I, I, Friday was a bad loss, but I wrote about this after the Thursday game. What if this team, what if the kids figure this out? This team has played pretty much 500 ball for three plus weeks now. Look, Andy Rodriguez, we, we've seen some ups and downs, Henry Davis, some ups and downs, Priester, Perguero, almost all these young kids have had moments and they've also had some, oh my goodness, what are you doing right now? But there is some impact talent here. And if they can figure it out sooner rather than later, and this team makes investments for the 2024 team outside and not just, you know, investments for players who you think might get traded at the deadline or could only be traded at the deadline, a.k.a. sign a player for more than a one-year contract. I think that is essential for this winter if something that you have to do. But if this team plays 500-ish ball the rest of the way, they're going to finish with in the ballpark of 75 wins. That's half the gap you have to make from taking this team from 100 losses to a playoff contender, to a playoff team. It's not a bad year. Definitely would have some meat left on the bone after that April, and it could have been more, but overall, a 13-win improvement would mean a lot for this organization moving forward. Thank you so much for listening to the Pirates podcast to be named later. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you find five podcasts. We're going to be there as well. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next week.